PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's Buck. I am here to introduce this week's episode. Um, Last week we did Shark Attack 3 Part 1. We talked about Chuck and security guards and... You know, being a submarinist, it was a lot of fun. But this week we wrap up this amazing movie. Uh, There's just so much more to talk about when it comes to this film, how great it is. And uh, a lot of fun stuff in this episode for part two, and uh, including the greatest line in the history of cinema. Um, Again, I want to advise everyone, if you have never seen Shark Attack 3, it's on Amazon Prime. Go watch this movie because there's some things that are just you need to see with your own eyes before we tell you about it because it will literally amaze you. But um, once you watch the movie, come back here, enjoy listening to us wrap up this great movie. And uh, hopefully, like I said before, a lot of adult beverages were consumed. Hopefully this episode makes sense. It's a lot of fun to record. Hope you enjoy it. All right, so now Ben and his crew are uh, going to find the shark. Um, it at this point, it rams their boat so hard yeah. that bolts are flying off of the like the structure of the boat is being torn apart because the shark is ramming it so hard. Its integrity is being questioned. That's bolts are like flying out, and uh, Ben stabs it with uh, like a harpoon. As the shark is ramming the boat, but the shark gives zero shits. It just keeps ramming the boat. These people are like flying everywhere. Um, the one, uh, the tits guy, the tits camera guy gets knocked out. Knocked the fuck out. Cat goes, I'm going to go get my shotgun. And goes underneath. And since all the bolts were ripped out and the structure was messed up, like the below deck is flooded. Yeah. And for some reason, all the electricity is sparking everywhere, which I don't know why, but <laughs> uh, so she's like scared to death that she's going to die. And she goes to get the shotgun. And then all of a sudden Megalodon rips through the boat, which would you think would instantly sink it, but no water goes in. No, it's like the same amount of water was in there during the whole boss fight. Yeah. Megalodon. It's just stuck. Like, it rips through the bow, but it's stuck, like, right before it can eat her. And it's just so snapping just... its jaws. Like, it's out of yeah. water on the beach. You know, like, you see a shark out of water on the beach just clasping its jaws. Yeah, and it's like, it's like the villain in Mario Brothers. <laughs> the, thing on, the thing on the chain, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just stuck. It's stuck doing that. And it can't reach her, and she's screaming bloody murder for like five minutes, and finally Ben notices. It's the most, by the way, Ben was on the deck, when, and he noticed, like, he's like, oh, God, and runs down there. He looked like, up. Yeah, he's been fighting. She's been fighting the shark for five minutes. It's the loudest noises I've ever heard, and he just like, now. Like, literally, like, three feet away from where he was. Three feet away from, it's literally below him and in, in through a door. And he just like it's he's shocked that something's happened to that. Like he looks up shocked and runs down there. 
Yeah, so she he finally runs down there. He gets in the water. He grabs like a bat. Yeah. And just starts trying to beat the shit out of this thing, but it's doing nothing to the shark. So what he grabs as an expert angler, I'm an expert angler, what he grabs is like an old, like it looks like a bat, but it's an old school like wooden flail where like what they used to just hit the fish. When they put the fish on board, they just hit it and that would be it. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So, and so he's trying to like beat the shit out of the shark. It's not working at all. And finally, Cat. I mean, he's hitting this shark like Babe Goddamn Roof. A million times, too. Like, this This is another scene that goes on way longer than it needs to. It's Casey at the bat. Like, <laughs> yeah, he is just whacking this thing. And Cat's like, she goes underwater to get her shotgun, which there's no way the shotgun would work. And it's the but, oldest shotgun I've ever seen. It's a shotgun yeah. from Resident Evil 1. <laughs> she dies underwater. She comes back up. And she puts the shotgun in the shark's mouth and she says this line. And I had to, I rewinded it about four times. I couldn't understand what she was saying. And I had to put closed captioning on. <laughs> but what she says is she puts the gun in the shark's mouth and she goes, you're extinct, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> and then bam, blows it. And it shows like how you would shoot like in a mafia movie or something. You'd shoot somebody in the head and their brains come out of the back of their head. Yeah. That's how. Oh, the shark dying. Yep, and the the brains hit the ceiling. And I'll be honest with you, do those brains look like Spaghetti Joes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked like somebody threw a bowl of Spaghetti Joes on the ceiling. <laughs> it really did. It was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And um, so at this point, they all they come back up the top. By the way, when they come back up to the top, there's no signs that this boat is. No, in. the boat is in the same position as it was before <laughs> yeah. the shark rammed. Like they're the fine. Ramp. The camera guys are fine. They look over and movies. Uh, movies basically over. Like this is it. They killed. Yeah, the boss. they they killed Megalodon. They had the badass line before she shot him. Yeah, you're extinct, motherfucker. They look over at uh, what's his name, Issei or something like that. Elias, and, I think. Yeah, Ben's partner, who's on a different boat, comes they look up over to him to help him out, waving at him, saying hello. Yeah, they're like, hey, we got him, man, we got him. And they're all celebrating. Maybe he's and over, yeah. Yeah, you're like, all right, this is it. And at this point, pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. I, I mean, at this point, what do you rate this movie? How many beers out of ten? I give it eight easily, just for, I mean, the, the, uh, the camera guys were hilarious. The the security guard scene, Chuck. Chuck Chuck alone gets six beers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd give it eight and I would give it eight and a half, but I spilled half a beer. So or maybe Yeah, and I re- I remember when the first time me and you watched this, we did think this was the end of the movie. Yeah, it was over. It was a good movie. We were like, Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, Megalodon's defeated and Megal- this Megalodon was a pretty badass shark. It's a good honestly. boss fight. Shark ate people yeah. out of a slide, it ate ate a dog owner, it uh, you know, it what's some gonna swim up and bite you in the Kono, like not bad. Mm-hmm. And they're all celebrating and then Boom. Out of nowhere. The biggest shark you have ever seen in your life. Not only is it the biggest shark you've ever seen, it's biggest shark in every any movie I've ever seen to date. It comes up out of the water and swallows that boat whole. 
And a lot of both that band of them are on, but his partner. So mind you, like, let's talk about this boat for a minute. So this boat is a patrol boat on the ocean. So like, imagine a boat, 20 to 30 feet, probably 20 to 30 feet. Like it's got to deal with the waves that you got to be able to haul ass. So kind of a speed boat, but a patrol boat. It dub- So here's where we start talking about a new move. We call it the double gulp. And what happens is when this 60-foot megalodon comes out of the water, its upper jaw engulfs the entire ocean with the boat, like all the ocean around the boat. And then its lower jaw does like a double gulp move, and it swallows a hole. There's no doing, there's no nothing. It swallows a hole. No, to understand the size of this shark, it ate this 30-foot boat. Like you would put a piece of popcorn in your mouth. Like you're at a movie theater during Avengers eating Cheetos popcorn. Couple pieces one, of popcorn. One piece. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one piece. The shark's, the shark's head is so much bigger than this boat. And Asai or Elias or whatever his name is still had the sand to yell, help me, as he was getting swallowed whole. <laughs> Which, first of all, Every scene where this huge Megalodon eats something whole is some of the... I would like to know how they made that. I would like to know. So basically, here's how they made this, I think. As an expert uh, filmographer, um, they took a scene from Shark, the first ever Shark Week, where a shark jump, like came out of the water to eat something, and they blew it up times a million. And they just stuck... <laughs> things in its mouth and that's how it ate whatever it was eating it showed the same scene every single time every time it double gulped something it was the same exact scene but different shit in its mouth <laughs> oh it's so incredible dude. it was and amazing and then considering that you think the movie is over it blows you away the first time and then it's just a whole new like it's like which i guess well, i guess we should have said this before but i really hope people go and watch this movie before they listen to us talk about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure that at the beginning, I guess. Yeah, I guess so too. But now here we are. Just turn it turn off the podcast and finish the movie. Yeah, at this point, if you haven't, please do because I'm telling you, watching this without knowing what's gonna happen is incredible. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And not only that, Captain Jack from uh or Ben or Dan, whatever his name is, Ben, Captain Jack yells holy fucking shit. So there's another fucking in the middle of two words. <laughs> Which, to be fair, if you just saw that happen... That's holy fucking shit. Yeah, you're going to yell holy fucking shit. <laughs> so at, at this point, their boat is finally going under. Uh, the two camera guys, Ben and Cat, are in the water. Should we do a ben shot for Elias or Esai or whatever his name is? Yeah, that's a good point. Let me grab this bottle. All right, we should do a shot. I'm going to grab... What, are you, what bottle is it? The Rock? Trace Amanos or whatever? Yeah. I got a bottle of Buffalo Trace. Oh, dude, you know what? I almost drank Buffalo Trace tonight. I got a bottle of that myself. Buffalo Trace, good bourbon. Partners with them. They're good friends of mine. They got that Joe Rogan rub. Joe Rogan talks about them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Rogan. I knew about it before Rogan, but. Like most things. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, cheers to SI or Elias. I don't remember his name, but he was a good partner. And, you know, I'm sure he patrolled those waters very well. Cheers to him. 
right. So, yeah. all right. At this point, Ben and Cat swim over to the boat that sunk. It's upside down. And it has a giant hole in the back of it. Yeah, and they're, like, hanging onto the side of it. The two camera guys are on, like, a floaty. The tits guy and the ass man. Yeah. And they, um, they're like, yeah, we're cool. Don't worry about it. We're fine. And Ben's like, swim over to us. So they start to swim. Bang. Boom. Boom. Megalodon eats some whole. <laughs> Double go. And it is, these guys are just in the water by themselves, and it looks exactly like them get eating a 30-foot boat. Yep. He did the same. He opened his jaw just as wide to eat two humans as he did a 30-foot boat. Yeah, it's awesome. It's fucking uh, a right, is what it is. Yeah, Ben dives underwater. He gets the first aid kit. He so brings we, it up. He gets, we should do a shot with the tits guy and the ass man, not to interrupt. Oh, yeah. Hey, fucking a right, we should. Yeah. So we should do another shot. At this point, my men be blacked out by the time this is over, but that's okay. Um, I propose a cheers to fucking a right. Fucking a right. Yeah, this podcast is about to go off the rails. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Okay. So Jack swims under the water. Somehow, he's just like, you know what? There's a 60-foot shark. It's eating all the boats around. But you know what? I'm going to swim under here and grab this tackle box with a flare in it. Yeah, he just knew to get the flare gun. Because he heard a helicopter be, somehow. I would be so amazed that there's a... A sixty-foot shark alive. I'd be like, "Fuck it, this is it, bitch. We're fucking, yeah, we're fucking no... right now on this boat. I'm grabbing yeah. this bitch. There's and no way I would know boat. that. There's no way I would remember a flare gun. No, I'm going out but... shitting, pissing, and coming. That's how I'm going out. <laughs> <at that point. laughs> he is able to swim under, get this flare gun. A helicopter notices it and comes over. They drop this huge ladder down. And the two, like Cat and uh, Ben, jump on the ladder. The shark jumps out again, trying to eat them, but they misses somehow. And uh, they get away on this chopper. They get away. So I want to talk. There's something I really want to talk about here is a helicopter pilot. <laughs> yeah, who can barely talk as well. He can't. He says a few lines. I recorded every line he says in the movie. He <laughs> is an incredible helicopter pilot, by the way. And his his um, uh, co-pilot is incredible. But when he sees the shark, he goes, what the hell is that? Like, all right, fair enough. You saw a giant shark. Um, he's already done better than the helicopter pilot in Jaws 2. If you remember, the helicopter pilot landed in Jaws 2, immediately got eaten by the shark. It ate the whole helicopter. But this guy dodged the hel- – he dodged the, sh- the megalodon, 60-foot shark – Jaws was 25 foot, according to Quint. We don't know, but he said that's a 25 footer. So this is the great, the greatest shark helicopter pilot we've ever seen. Do you agree? Yeah. Well, first of all, that he's able to be that calm. That shark is, I can't even describe how massive the shark is. And it jumps almost all the way out of the water. (laughs) Yeah. It jumps out of the water to try to eat these people on the ladder. And all he says is, Whoa, what the hell is that? Yeah, what the hell is that? And he kind of like dodges it a little bit. He's like, he's the greatest helicopter pilot I may have ever seen. I mean, my just casually goes, you don't even want to know. You don't even want to know. I would say he's 
Not as good as Chuck Norris from Missing in Action 2, but he's close. Yeah, he's a hell of a pilot. I can't understand a word he says. I can't either. Maybe he'd be a hell of a submarine or two. Who knows? (laughs) I'm sure. And by the way, when they get up to the ladder, Ben just drops the ladder. He just drops it off into the ocean. Like He just lets it go. He picks it up off the helicopter (laughs) and just lets it fall down into the ocean. He's like, we don't need this You have anymore. to at that point, right? You can't roll that yeah. ladder up. You're, it's just 60-foot shark. Everything's fighting you. You just drop it off. Fuck it. The shark could bite it and drag that chopper down. And then it, like it did, like it's its daughter or son or whatever it identifies as these days, whatever that shark identifies as, as a child or whatever, could have drug it down like the parasailer. Which, to be fair, when that chopper first rolled up, I assumed that that's what was going to happen. Immediately, I thought yeah. when the chopper first rolled up, I immediately thought it was going to get eaten. Yeah, but for sure. With a shittier helicopter pilot, it would have. So this next scene is incredible because we immediately cut to the Mister Ruiz's office, and Ben slams this tooth down on his desk. It's the biggest <laughs> tooth you've ever. Yeah. It's big as his head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is so, and he stabs it into the desk. It threw a notebook into the desk. Starts freaking out. And he's like, we got this, we got this shark out here. We need to shut everything down. And Ruiz is like, you know, how bad can it be, man? Like, uh, how big is this thing? <laughs> Look at the and, and Ben goes, Ben goes, bigger than a Greyhound bus. Which, to be fair, it's way bigger yeah. than a Greyhound bus. It would eat a Greyhound bus. Um, easily easily couple of them in a row probably yeah and ruiz does not want to shut down business because he's making money it's the typical you know it's the mayor from jaws it's the governor of florida you know it's just during covid it it's just a typical you know we're not shutting this shit down the beat goes on the show yeah go so, on you know it's like when owen hart died yeah so ben's like all right well i'll tell everybody then i quit he quits, he walks out, Chuck's in the lobby, and Chuck's like, listen, I've I found out everything that's going on. I've called the police. The police can't help. And they're like, What and Ben's like, What about the Navy? And he's like, Ah, I called the Navy. They they won't break the twelve mile limit. Yeah. Which I assume means they won't go into Mexico. Yeah, they won't go into which Mexico. is by the way. It's not a real thing. Like, the Navy has no problem going to Mexico. Yeah, no, it, um, it is. First of all, Mexico doesn't have a Navy. So, yeah. And the next question is, what about the Coast Guard? To which Can you Cat goes, I've already called them. It's going to take them a. I already called them in San Diego. It's going to take them a week to get down here. So, knowing where San Diego is. According to where this is in Mexico, you as a veteran Coast Guard, is that true? Yeah, very accurate. Okay. I've been I've I've been on flights to where we will fly over a Coast Guard cutter and then fly a little around a little bit and find something and then call the cutter and ask them how long it'll take them and they'll tell us like three hours. <laughs> like those cutters move so slow. Yeah. So I was not surprised by that answer, but I was a little pissed off at how shitty it made the Coast Guard look. Yeah, I feel you. But I will say, at least we had the balls to go into Mexico. Absolutely. When the Navy won't. Yeah, that's what I thought was so hilarious was they were like, ah, Navy won't come down here, man. They won't break the 12-mile limit. 
the Kelskar's on their way. They're just going to take a week. Yeah, like, no, they're coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. So at this point, they're like, all right, so what do we do? And they're like, let's just handle it ourselves, man. Yeah, there's this round trip scene where Chuck talks about the last submarine he was on that they shut down. Well, no, first they're like, all right, so how are we going to handle this? And they're like, well, we can blow up the main the main box, but I don't know how we're going to do it. And Chuck goes, looks at both of them and goes, oh, I can get explosives easily. <laughs> no, he goes, no questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> Which I believe him. I believe him 100%. Oh, for sure. And then they're like, how are we going to kill the Megalodon? And Chuck brings him to his garage which is basically a like army supply store. It's ba- his it's office without the bush picture. Yeah. <laughs> and he he has a legit torpedo to which Ben goes, "How did you get that torpedo?" Which, by the way, he also has like a million guns. Like he has everything in his garage. It looks like Bert's <laughs> basement from Tremors but with a million <laughs> torpedoes. Yeah. And Chuck just goes, well, the last ship I was on before I got out was decommissioned, which means, you know, it doesn't go, like, it doesn't patrol anymore. Yeah, they so I just, I just took everything off the boat better than it and collecting rust. Good for which him. Can, what a bad I, I can tell you it's highly illegal. Yeah, like, the most illegal thing you could possibly do at that point. Yeah. There's no way that a boat is getting decommissioned. They're like, ah, just take whatever you want, man. <laughs> Torpedoes, guns. <laughs> He just has all this in a garage. Yeah, it's like taking a torpedo is a little different than, you know, a side panel with the name of the torpedo, the name of the ship etched on it. Yeah, so their game plan at this point is Chuck is going to get some explosives from God knows who, and they're going to use it to blow up the main, like, junction box for these cables, which will shut down the cables. And. So the sharks won't be attracted to it anymore. And then they're going to use a battery pack to attract the main Megalodon. And they're going to use a torpedo to kill this Megalodon. Which is a good plan. They ask him if they think it's going to work. That's when he goes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they set everything up. And they're... Chuck gets in his car and he's like, All right, y'all get some sleep. We're meeting up at 8 a.m. sharp. We'll meet back at 8 a.m. Yeah. And he drives off, and we have what I consider one of the greatest lines in cinema. Um, it is one of the top lines in cinema history of the 150 years of cinema almost. And Possibly the greatest pickup line I've ever heard. This is also the line that when we, me and Jamie first heard it as we were watching this movie at around 2.30, a.m. in the morning. Dad's still at the computer. Yeah, that, yeah, your dad's playing poker on his computer. <laughs> me and Jamie laughed so hard when we heard this that this is what woke Save Up from a dead sleep. And Sabe is unwakeable up. Like yeah. Sabe is Sabe is was when Sabe went to bed, he was for sure Snow White. In my life, this is one of the hardest I've ever laughed. Yeah. <laughs> when we 
Louis first. Right? <laughs> yeah. And like, fell off the couch on the floor laughing. It is out of nowhere. It is an incredible line, and it is maybe the greatest pickup line of all time. It may, it has to be. Yeah, and I definitely have it. I'm going to play it real quick for you guys, and then we will discuss it further. Yes. I'm exhausted. Yeah, me too, but, you know, I'm really wired. What do you say I take you home and eat your pussy? Take you home and eat your pussy. (laughs) This guy has never hooked up with this girl, never went on a date with her. How long do you say they've known each other? Two days. Two days. 30, 38 hours. Yeah. And he goes, man, I can't sleep. Why don't I eat your pussy? Yeah. He goes, I'm exhausted. Or she says that. I'm exhausted. They're just staring at each other after the guy drives off, after Chuck drives off. Chuck looked at him like he knew they were going to fuck. He was like, all right, you kids fuck. Be back here at 8 a.m. No, for sure he knew because he was like, listen. Get some sleep. Like, get, we're up at 8 a.m. Please get some sleep. Like, don't fuck get, all night. Just get some goddamn sleep because yeah. have to, we have to fight a 60-foot shark. Yeah. Chuck's serious about it. Yeah. Um, and she just goes, I'm exhausted. And he goes, yeah, me too. But I'm really wired. Well, it's been a crazy day. What, it's been a crazy day. So he's wired. What do you say I take you home and eat your pussy? Like, anything else would have been acceptable. Like any other vernacular in that point, any other vocabulary, like anything would have been fine to have been like, oh, I get it. Well, but like, hey, you, hey let's go get a drink real quick. Yeah. Do you want to come to my place? Hey, yeah. hey, would, it's been a crazy day. We're tired. Would you like to come over? Instead, he just went straight after it. And honestly, I've thought about this. <laughs> I've been thinking about this 20 years almost. And it's a perfect line because at this point, you're you're probably six hours removed from getting eaten by a 60-foot shark. All your friends are dead. Everyone you know is dead except for Chuck. And, you know, her friends are dead. Ass man, tits guy, they're dead. They're sitting there like it's, you know, tomorrow we go fight the 60-foot shark, the three of us. And she's got to be looking at him and Chuck like, all right, well, what the f- – these guys. And they're – I don't know. So, like – it's perfect. Like, let me let me eat your pussy, and let's see what happens. <laughs> Fuck it. We're dead tomorrow. You know what I mean? Tomorrow we die. So the last thing I can do is at least eat your fucking pussy. <laughs> but of all the things <laughs> you could say to somebody. It's honorable. It makes him, it makes her be like, okay, of course I'll fuck you. Yeah. If you'll eat my pussy. Yeah. Which what also makes this scene so great is they don't even give you time to process. You don't know what was said. You have no. You're like what? <laughs> Before you can even realize that this guy just blatantly just goes, "Let me go eat your pussy." Let me take you home and eat your pussy. Yeah. Before you can process that sentence, it cuts immediately to them in the shower. And it is a wonderful shower scene. <laughs> Yeah, very romantic. You get to see Cat Stone naked. They and... they make out for a little bit. It shows him sucking on her titties. And then she leans back into the shower, and then it shows the sunset. Yeah, it's actually a beautiful scene. It's a wonderful scene, but he does not eat her pussy. No, it does not show that. 
it, there is zero pussy eating that I saw. They also went straight to the shower, which is interesting. It went. It literally goes, what do you say I'd take you home and eat your pussy? She looks at him like, not shocked, not laughing. Like, No, she's, she's not even worried. Like, she's not even, she smiles. Yeah, it's like, all right. You know, game on. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, I think I think in her mind she goes, "Hell damn, yeah, yeah." I mean, fucking and then it right. immediately, within a half a second of him saying that, it switches to them fucking making out in the shower with when, some great music, good shower music, good shower fucking music. Which, to be fair, like you said, I mean, if you are about to fight a sixty foot megalodon, let's just let's just. I mean, and some guy looks at you and goes, "Hey, let me go eat your pussy." Hey, you gotta you gotta let's go, yeah, let's go get it eight one more time. Why not? Yeah, you might as well get eat out before you go get eat up. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Man, if that ain't a T-shirt, I don't know what it is. There, yeah, you might as well go. Might as well go get eat out before you get eat up. Because <laughs> if you really think about it, that's what they're, that's his point. He's like, well, here's the deal. You know, I might as well eat your goddamn pussy. At least get off. What else are you going to do tonight before getting eat tomorrow? By yep. the shark that eats greyhounds. It makes sense. So after, after the most incredible line ever, uh, we go to the next morning. Everyone's leaving to go fight the shark. Um, ben and Chuck are in the mini sub, the yellow submarine. Cat yeah. is on the helicopter with that pilot, and she has a crossbow that she's going to track the shark with. Because she used to hunt deer. Yeah. And in California. In at, the, at the same time, yeah, she's from San Diego, but she used to, she grew up hunting deer. Yeah. Um, at the same time, Apex is having a party on their yacht. And uh, this is like the where they're gonna announce like what they're doing basically. Yeah, they're gonna announce the fiber optic connection for the world. Yeah, this is like a big day for Apex, and for some reason, it's a big day for the resort owner, which I don't know how he ties into all this. I don't either, and I'm not sure on the map they showed the fiber optic cable going to Africa. <laughs> um, they. I think that like their technology might be a little behind at this point, but I could be wrong. I don't, I just don't understand why Ruiz is like so invested in this, but um, yeah. He's yeah. A million, so the whole boat is full of investors. They make it clear. Like these are the people that are going to invest in this and we're going to like, it looks like Ruiz is like a top investor in the fiber optic cables that go to Africa. Yeah, everyone on the yacht is in like tuxedos and uh, it's like really fancy. And Ruiz is like pointing at everybody. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. And also they're like, you know, what about the shark? And Ruiz is like, don't worry about it. Like I have everything closed. And just in case a shark shows up, I have these. And he shows the guy a bunch of grenades. (laughs) Yeah. And so at this point, they're not regular grenades. They're not hand grenades. No, they're like legit, like hardcore grenades, like like the round bowling ball grenades that yeah. you pull the pin and throw, like World War Two grenades. Like he just has these. Like you can't buy these anywhere. Like he's just got a backpack of them. Yeah, 
And uh, so Ben and Chuck are in the submarine. They're underneath. They're going to the junction box to blow it up. They're dropping this. It's uh, you would think it's like these fancy underwater explosives, but it's literally just a like a box of dynamite that says explosives on the side of it. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's not a hell of a submariner at this point. <laughs> he's having a hard time. There's like an arm to the submarine that he's trying to drop the explosives down. And he has a little joystick, like an Atari joystick. Yeah, it's like uh, one of those claw machines. Yeah. If you're trying to get the, you're trying to get gizmo out of the middle of the machine or whatever. And he's having a tough time. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, it's honestly the worst explosives. He's basically Arnst from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> and they finally drop it, and uh, Apex is starting their presentation. They're explaining everything. And um, they the submarine dries off, and they blow up the junction box, which sets off the alarm again. And at this point, the two tech guys, the alarm goes off, and the one tech guy just lights up a joint. Yeah, fuck it. They're code monkeys. Yeah, they're like, and the phone starts ringing. They're like, dude, or no, the phone doesn't start ringing. They're like, hey, are we going to call the boss? And he's like, no, I'm not going to call him. Like, we're like, this dude is fucking over. I'm going to, like, it's over. I'm going to smoke a joint. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, They don't even know about the shark, but this is just what happens when you're an asshole as a boss. Yeah, you guys are over it, and they're just going to smoke a joint and move on. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about your your cable that's running to Africa that's going to... I don't really know what the fiber optic cable is going to do. Is it bringing internet to the world? They never really explain. They're just like, we're going to connect the whole world together by running fiber optic cable all through the world. So you think he was the Antichrist? It was like one world currency through internet or something? Well, guess what? We don't have this cable running through underwater everywhere, and I can FaceTime someone in Japan right now. (laughs) (laughs) This this technology obviously isn't even necessary. No. Um, But, yeah, so at this point, the technology doesn't work, and the shark rams the side of the yacht, which this is like a... Man, this like, is a, a humongous yacht. Like, yeah. I mean, it's got to be a yacht the size of the shark. 60 feet, 70 feet. They propose a toast to Apex. And as they propose the toast with all the rich people, the shark rams the yacht. And when it rams the yacht, like tables fall over. I mean, it looks like the Titan. It looks like that scene from Titanic where it flips upside down. Yeah. Like people are flying everywhere. Um, they're all freaking out, and the Apex boss is like, where are those grenades? Like, immediately, he's ready to kill the shark. And it and, shows the shark's shadow at that point. Yeah, and... Where Cat, it flips to the ocean, and it shows the shadow. It's the same size as the yacht. Cat drops the battery box at this point to bring the shark out, and... Um, she tries to shoot a tracker at the crossbow, but the turbulence is bad, so the helicopter can't keep steady, and she misses. To which the helicopter pilot, who, by the way, is piloting incredible, looks and he goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, 
another one of my favorite lines of the movie because so she misses and she goes, oh, shit. She was like, turbulent, sorry. And uh, Chuck's like, hey, no big deal. Rolls his sleeve up. (laughs) He has a second tracker under his sleeve. Like a pack of Marlboro Red (laughs) back in his sleeve. And he just goes, always keep a spare. That's the Navy way. (laughs) Chuck is the most loyal human being I've ever met. Yeah, let me tell you this. I've been stationed on a couple Navy bases with the Coast Guard. And I've I've seen a lot of Navy slogans. I've been around a lot of people in the Navy. I've never heard anyone say, always keep a spare. Yeah, that's the Navy way. (laughs) It is kind of a hell of a slogan. But it is. I also do wonder why his game plan, his plan B was to keep it under his sleeve. Because that's the bet. Where else would he keep it? If it was anywhere else, he'd have to move to get it. At this point, the villain, uh, the apex, I call him the villain, the, the asshole apex uh, boss, he has thrown grenades into the water like randomly with no plan. Was and, but his, his henchman was throwing grenades. Yeah, and he, he got pissed off and just threw the whole bag in the water. Yeah, he pulled a pin on a grenade. These are giant round grenades, like this, like half the size of a bowling ball. And he pulls the pin on one, puts it in a bag. God knows how many are in there. And he throws it in the water and yells, chew on that. <laughs> it, it did nothing. Yeah, literally nothing. Like, not even close to the shark. Um, at this point, Chuck is in the water. He's going to just, he's going to shoot the tracker. Well, the, from, the on, grenades on. blow up, though. But the grenades blow up, and this is where, so we missed a good part. The grenades fucked the water up so bad. Jack's piling in the submarine while Chuck is getting ready to go out. And remember, the submarine almost goes down and he's pulling up. This is where Jack becomes a hell of a submariner. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the, the grenades are causing the submarine to like go further underwater. And he is like pulling up to get back up. And he's able to bring the submarine back up. And At the last second, yeah, and right before crashing. Chuck, right before Chuck walks out the door, he just goes, "You just passed your driving test." Yep, and and by walks out the door, you mean he? By the way, earlier in the movie, those guys took five hours just to pressurize to get to the bottom of the ocean. Chuck just opens one thing, gets out, <laughs> and then he's good. This submarine is also like. If, if any of you, which I'm sure most of you have listened to our Thunder in Paradise episode where we talked about the the boat, where when you go underneath, it's like the size of a, a gymnasium, but it's just like a 20-foot boat. This <laughs> submarine is smaller than the couch I'm sitting on right now, but when Jack or Jack, when Chuck and uh, Ben are sitting in it, it's the biggest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, I call it foreshadowing because... In Doctor Who, when you get into the police box, the TARDIS, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah, this is very similar because they have a lot of room. But yeah, Chuck is able to, like, he basically what you do in these things are, I mean, Hogan did the same thing on Thunder to get on the jet ski. But he did. You, you, go, yeah. out, you go out one door, you pressurize that door, and then you're able to get out of the submarine. With, yeah, he had his scuba diving gear on. Yeah. Also, at this point, 
people are just jumping off of the yacht. <laughs> Which I don't I don't remember the yacht sinking. No, it doesn't sink at all. At all. It doesn't but sink. People at are just bit. jumping off. They get, they have life jackets on. They're getting into life rafts. They're and, I mean, I'm talking about like hunt like everyone's just jumping off. There's a sixty foot shark in the water ramming the yacht. It's trying to eat helicopters. It's freaking out. The yacht seems to be fine. The yacht is fine. It just flipped. There's some tables. Everything went off on the inside. But there's people panicking, just jumping into the water. Like, that's it. There's no way. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to stay on that goddamn yacht until until it's underwater. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no way I'm getting in the fucking water right now. The last thing I'm doing is jumping into the water. That's the last thing. Everything else in my body is like, well, I'm going to stay the fuck on the top of this shit. Yeah, I was, I was watching this, I have zero understanding of why people are jumping off of this yacht. I also have that, but you know, that's a COVID reaction before yeah. COVID. The Apex boss is able to find a jet ski. Well, we missed Ruiz. No, no. So I'm talking about this is before that this is where he first finds the jet ski and okay. And now. But also right after this, Ruiz is uh his girl who you know he flaunts over the whole movie. Would, yeah, she's really hot, and he she's putting a life jacket on. He rips it off of her and smiles at her like "fuck you," and she's she's sad. Yeah, she's legitimately. Well, sad. She's like, like she's like, what the hell is going on? Why do I have to stay on the boat? Everybody else is jumping off. Yeah, she's so not he, the smartest person. Well, no, she's like a bimbo. Yeah, but, so but still he, would he rips the life jacket off of her? Smiles at her, jumps off of the yacht, straight into the shark's mouth. <laughs> it jumps out of the water. So here's what had to happen: the shark, no, it ignored the hundreds of people that are jumping in the water, focused on him, and double gulped him. Like he never hit the water; he went straight down into the shark's belly. Yeah, it was almost like the shark was sitting there waiting for him to jump off of the boat. Which is instinctual because that shark's son or daughter or whatever it identifies as was waiting for the people from the water slide. And it looked exactly, one man jumping off of the yacht looked exactly like him eating a 30-foot boat. Absolutely, it did. The double gulp, no bottom jaw, into a bottom jaw. Um <laughs> Perfect double gulp. Ruiz is gone. Do you think so? What Ruiz went just straight down and got digested, right? Like into the stomach acids, or what? What do you think happened to him? He just shit out. Like, yeah, I guess he's just in there like Jonah. I don't know how it worked. <laughs> I don't know. How I've never it been eaten by a sixty foot shark. I haven't. I've never jumped off a boat into a sixty foot shark's mouth. I'm not yeah. that stupid. And well, if I, I would have done that, he went I straight would... through. The good news is he didn't get chewed up because he, he went did... straight through like. If you eat a milk dud and it goes to, through your throat and you're about to choke. Yeah. And it just, you somehow slide it down. Yeah. I mean, that, I guess that is the good news in all this. Hey? At least he didn't get chewed up. He didn't get bit in half and eaten. Like he wasn't eaten alive. He was just swallowed alive and digested, which I'm not really sure what that's like. I don't know what the pain, I'm not real sure, but. I mean, that's the thing. The Megalodon in part one of this movie, which we find out are baby Megalodons. Yeah. They chew people up. They're ripping off arms. They're ripping off legs. 
eating people from the side, coming, you know, just yeah, buying people's main, chronos. Main Megalodon has swallowed everything whole. Everything whole. It does not bite anything. No. All it does is swallow whole. It's like a blue whale eating plankton. Yeah. And so at this point, Ruiz. Do we need said, to do a shot for Ruiz? I don't even know if I want to do a shot for Ruiz. He was evil. He was, but his but understand what he said. But he did have a hot, a hot chick. He saved a beautiful woman, so we can look at it another way. I guess that is a good point to look at it because maybe she. So let's cheers to Ruiz's old lady. She was innocent in this whole thing. All she wanted to do was be around. All she wanted to do was be around something important. You know. No, I do agree with that. I think she was a good girl deep down. She was a good girl deep down. She wanted to be around something important. Just so happens she chose a guy who partnered with a guy who made a cable that went across the world that got eaten by megalodons because of it. I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Cheers to Ruiz's old lady. God damn. All right. So at this point, Ruiz is dead and uh, the Apex boss is on a jet ski and He's cruising down the water. He's getting out of there. And well, before that, doesn't it eat the lifeboat? Oh, yeah. It eats yeah. through ease, and then it double gulps. It gets, it kills six people. It eats a whole lifeboat. It yeah, also people. swallows that hole. Comes out from underneath it. Swallows that hole. Same exact way it swallowed Ruiz's hole. It swallowed a lifeboat and six people. Yeah, somehow I didn't miss that. <laughs> I even have that written in my notes and I missed it. That's how that's how much we've drank adult beverages tonight. Yeah, but that's all right. You know, it's COVID and you know, we watched Architect Three. Yeah, but it, actually it, when me and Jamie discussed doing this movie, we were like, we are gonna have to be hammered if we cover this movie. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so he eats a whole life raft full of people. Six people. I counted it. I stopped it because I counted I counted six, and then when he ate it, I counted five. So I rewound it. I counted six, and then I paused it, but I paused it too late. So I had to rewind it again and pause it. It was 100% six people, just in case. It ate six people on a life raft. So now the the Megalodon has ate Ruiz. He's ate a life raft full of people. And we see the Apex boss. He is taking off on this jet ski he found, cruising. Just Scott free. He's home free. Yeah, on his way to freedom. And then he just freaks out. And he <laughs> look, he looks up, and that shark is like a, like a miniature golf. Freaking, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like. Shark has slid sideways. Opened his mouth, and he drove that jet ski straight into his mouth. Yeah. He didn't jump off. He didn't do anything. He didn't turn. The shark slid sideways and with its fin up in the air, mouth open, swallowed the jet ski hole with him in it. And it's a gr- one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in cinema history. Megalodon has a unique way to just find where people are. Absolutely. And it is, I w- would you say that Megalodon is always in the perfect position? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is unbeatable. At this. Uh, position-wise, it Megalodon is unstoppable. 
yeah. the way that it had to have slid sideways, which this guy on the jet ski was almost a mile away from the boat while it was double gulping the fucking life raft and Megalodon just slid sideways. You know, what's when you're 60 feet long, what's a mile? It was also amazing that the, the he noticed the shark come up out of the water and it was like 30 seconds that he was just screaming, still driving into the shark. Waving his hands in the air like there was nothing yeah. he could do. Like, oh my God, this is it. Like, how did this happen? I'm the creator of the fiber optic cable that connects the earth that it plugged into Africa, which like was a thing. And now I'm getting, I'm going to drive a jet ski into the shark's mouth. The good news is with him, like with the passage of time, as far as uh, being a, you know, me being a digestive expert, um, you know, he probably went straight to the belly in the stomach acids when Ruiz was still alive. So they got to chat about dying together. Yeah, I'm sure you you got to think if you're swallowed whole like that, you're staying alive for a little bit. Quite a while, I would say. Like, it's not an instant death. I don't know if you die from suffocation or, you know, being in stomach acids. I'm not real sure. But I mean, eventually you die, right? Like you get turned into shit or something. Yeah, but they're looking at each other like, man. Well, here we are. Yeah. An hour ago, we were drinking champagne on a, a yacht. Yeah, on a yacht. We were hour ago. We were millionaires. Ten minutes from now, we're shark shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now, so Chuck, be it, you know. Chuck is able to get in the water. He's he shoots a tracker onto the megalodon. But the shark notices this and starts swimming towards the submarine, to which one of my favorite scenes, it shows Chuck. And Chuck gives a double middle finger to the shark. He's about to get eaten a lot. <laughs> yeah. He's about to get eaten by the shark, and he just gives it a double middle finger and yells, which you can't even yell underwater. But no. yeah. Up your smart ass. <laughs> yeah. It's an incredible lie because I don't think the Megalodon was being a smart ass. I really don't think it was either. Truthfully, I think it was being like a predator of its habitat. It was, I don't know. I, uh, you know, not trying to be a hippie about it, but I, I don't think it was being a smart ass. I think it was just being an ass. No, but I mean, it shows you how badass Chuck is because. Because you. Fuck you have a 60-foot megalodon swimming towards you, and you just give it a double middle finger. And yell, up your smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at this point... The, you think Chuck's dead. Do you believe Chuck's a goner at this yeah, point? Yeah, I thought it was over. And I it was... Out. I mean, that's the way he's going out. It was It was a hell of a go out. I was sad for him. I didn't want to lose Chuck. No. Luckily, that wasn't his last badass line. Thank God. Yeah. But he... Uh, so at this point, the shark rams the submarine, which a 60 foot megalodon ramming a submarine smaller than my couch somehow causes it to knock the tracker off. I mean, do you think, honest to God, this submarine's the size of a regular refrigerator? Yeah. <laughs> and Captain <laughs> like Jack. So small. Does the megalodon ram the sub or does Captain Jack ram the megalodon? Yeah, Chuck might have just shoulder blocked it. <laughs> yeah he might have done a european uppercut yeah 
but the, either way, the tracker falls off, and um, so Chuck's like, man, you know, what are we going to do now? I don't know what to do, and Ben's like, I have an idea. Don't worry about it. Just swing to the top. He says, and, good luck, kid. Yeah. and Chuck believes in him. And at this point, Chuck, Chuck swims to the surface and sees a life raft full of people in tuxedos and just goes, man, I'm underdressed. Boy, do I feel underdressed. <laughs> And then hops on the life raft. Unbeknownst to him, that Megalodon's just double gulping life rafts left and right. Yeah. So Ben's plan at this point is now, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I get from this that his plan is to just get like bitten by, like have the submarine get bitten and then the torpedo can track onto the submarine. Yeah. So the submarine is a heat sinking missile um, and it doesn't. It doesn't go towards like body heat. It goes to like electronic heat, like that type of heat, whatever the goddamn term for that is. They made it clear earlier, but his plan is to get caught in Megalodon's mouth like the air tank and Jaws, the original Jaws, to where it was stuck there, fire the torpedo out while targeting it at itself. So it would come back to the electronic heat while at the same time he was going to go through the depressurization of getting out of the sub to swim to the surface while it was in the Megalodon's mouth to blow up the Megalodon. Does that make sense? Yeah, and this has to be timed perfectly. Has to be timed perfectly. Like, it is a... If you are less than a half a second off, it's adios muchacho. And Ben doesn't even have full, like, scuba gear. He just has a one, like, breathing tube. Yeah, he has, like, this tank, the oxygen tank that you put in your mouth. Like, he has no, nothing. And he swims out of this with nothing. Like, he just... Here's the thing. So, he he drives around. He's The shark comes up. It it doesn't swallow the submarine hole like it swallowed everything else hole. It just... Which is... Do you agree that the submarine is probably, I, I mean, it's like a refrigerator and it it's, didn't swallow yeah, the 30. Smaller than that 30 foot boat. So do you agree that Ben is a hell of a submariner? At this point. At this point he is, yes. And so it just bites it to where it causes all the electronics to catch on fire. Yeah. Somehow. And, and Ben is able to. Flip open the torpedo button, and he says, "Torpedoes away, motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this movie has the greatest one-liners I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and he grabs an O2 mask and is able to swim away, which the torpedo goes out and then turns back around and flies into the Megalodon. It's the biggest. It's a nuclear bomb explosion. And, and it to the point where it shows like you think it shows it exploded in water, but it looks like it's exploding in the clouds. Yeah, it is the biggest explosion you've ever seen. To which Ben doesn't get affected by it, and no one topside can even feel it. No, nobody knows what happened. Yeah, no one above the water is even aware of this explosion, but Ben just kind of gets knocked back from it. And he comes up to the surface and he's floating like dead man style. He's knocked out. 
to which Cat is in the helicopter and sees him come up, and she freaks out and just jumps out of the helicopter. She jumps out of the helicopter at 40 feet in the air, to which the <laughs> helicopter pilot's last line in the movie is, I will go get help. <laughs> to which I'm she just real... jumps out of the helicopter. It's incredible. This helicopter pilot is so smart. Like, he didn't swoop down and land to get him because who knows how many megalodons are out there at this point, you know? Well, what this told me when I saw this, when I saw Cat jump 40 feet into the water was, man, that must be a hell of a pussy eater. Yeah. And even though we didn't see him eat her pussy, he probably eat it into the early morning. Yeah. Yeah. He's tired at this point. He ate it to make it, I'd say. Yeah. And so he she jumps in after him, they get him into the life raft and with Chuck, Cat Ben, that Oh, which guy. by the way, a random guy in a tuxedo also jumped out of the life raft to grab Ben as well. Who looks like Jean Reno guy from the first of the movie because he yeah. has that weird gray beard. So they get him in the raft, they're all in the raft, they're trying to wake him up. They're come on. Chuck's like, Come on, buddy, come on. And Ben finally wakes up, and he just says, Megala who? Yeah. <laughs> and starts dying laughing. Everyone starts dying laughing. Yeah. Even the people even the people who didn't know what happened. Yeah, these people, imagine going to a yacht to, get, to try to invest into a fiber cable company. And next thing you know, you're on a life raft. With a Everybody league. around you has been eaten by a 60-foot shark. Yeah. You have no idea what's going on. All of a sudden, a guy in scuba gear came out of the water. He's in your life raft. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, a chick jumps out of a helicopter. She's in your life raft. Another guy comes up who looks like he's dead. He's in your life raft. You have no idea what the fuck's going on. And the guy just goes, Megla who? And everybody starts dying laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's an incredible lie. To which Ben falls out of with, where where are the cocktails? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who needs a fucking drink? Yeah. Which at this point, I think we need to do a shot for Megalodon. Um, I agree. So first of all, we didn't do a shot to the boss. Oh, yeah. He got eaten on the jet ski. We didn't do a shot for Ruiz. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did a shot for Ruiz. We did a shot for Ruiz, but we didn't do a shot for Oli or Oli-I. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know his name, the main bad guy. No, no one knows his name, and no one knows what his voice sounds like in real life. No one knows his name. No one knows his voice sounds like. No one knows what he says. There, it's possible that this is the only movie ever because I looked him up on IMDb, and I, I couldn't find him. No, on Wikipedia for cast lists, there's only five characters listed. <laughs> There's a bunch on IMDb, but they're not, they're not, I don't understand them. They're, it's not him. But I'll do a shot to Oli, though. Yep, the only movie he ever did. The only movie, main bad guy shot for him. <clears throat> All right. And so should we do a shot for Megalodon now too? Yeah, we're gonna do a shot for Megalodon. Goddamn back to back shots. All right, let's do it. All right. So cheers to goddamn fucking Megalodon. Hell, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna tally up Megalodon right now. Just the sixty foot Megalodon, not counting its baby. It ate eleven people. 
one 30 foot boat, one life raft and one jet ski. <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a run. Do you yeah, agree? He, he didn't do bad. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I'm not sure why it was still hungry. I don't know what it takes to feed a 60 foot shark. I, I don't know. But I feel like 11 people, a 30-foot boat, a life raft, and a jet ski, I mean, that's enough to have a supper at least, you know what I mean, or a day's eating, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, hell's got to give you heartburn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you think gave him heartburn, the jet ski or the boat? Couldn't have been a life raft. Yeah, maybe a life raft. Maybe what? I mean, who knows about its allergies? Maybe it's (laughs) gluten-free. But yeah, here's the Megalodon, hell of a run. Hell of a goddamn run. Blown to smithereens. World meets nobody halfway, does it? Nope. And then, yep, so he says, Megal who? Who needs a cocktail? And end of the movie. And then it it goes to a scene like everybody's dying laughing. And then it goes to a scene where there's just a Megalodon swimming on the bottom of the ocean. So it turns out they were right. There was just millions of megalodons. Yeah, which leads you to believe Meg- uh, Shark Attack Four, but I don't know if that ever happened. It did. I think they. I think it was Shark Attack Five. Oh, they're just still making shark attacks. Yeah, but I, it. They're not concerned about the megalodons. Yeah, so that's Shark Attack Three. Um, I will say that before we rate it. I'll just give a couple the couple facts I found that I found interesting. Um, Barrowman, who played uh, Ben, who, as we said, he also was in Doctor Who. He's in a lot of movie, a lot of movies, a lot of shows. Yeah, he uh, he did an interview and he said that he only did this film for the money and that they showed a clip while he was doing the interview and he was so embarrassed he couldn't even watch it. <laughs> Why would you be embarrassed? It was an amazing movie. Oh, I loved it. We need to tweet him on this, or how do you tweet him? Can and also, I'll try to tag him when I post it. Um, but also, I found interesting in that same interview. He said uh, the famous line, "I'm really wired." What do you say? I take you home and eat your pussy. Was intended to make Jenny McShane laugh. Jenny McShane is who plays Cat Stone. So he was trying to eat her pussy in real life. This was just an outtake line. Like, if you ever watch outtakes from movies or TV shows, sometimes those will say a bullshit line to make each other laugh, and then it gets cut. So yeah. he basically just said this randomly to try to make his co-star laugh and was not a line in the movie. But she just smiled, didn't react to it, and so they kept her. they kept it in the movie. And he was surprised that she didn't have any reaction to it. And also interesting is the HBO TV version, they edited it to say, I'm wired. What do you say I take you home? And we watch I Love Lucy. Oh, damn. The HBO? Yeah. What the hell is an HBO TV version? I don't know. I mean, why can't you say eat your pussy on HBO? I mean, we watched it at some point in time, and it said, eat your pussy. That confirms to me that we rented it from theater time. I do, Ben. Well, I have a couple things here. You have anything else? No, that's it. So, Chuck, 
one of the baddest guys I've ever met in the history of movies. First of all, he started off at General Hospital. That was his first ever acting job. Oh, before you say anything, and I didn't look this up, but I know it from watching. I'm a huge fan of Entourage, the TV show, and I know for a fact he was the Navy SEAL instructor on Entourage when Vince was training to be Aquaman. Oh, that's incredible. I didn't know that. Yeah. I I only knew two things that he was in, but I can tell you, I looked it up, he started in General Hospital. So that's how old he is. Man, I'd love to see him on General Hospital. I bet he was amazing. So he went from General Hospital to Shark Attack 3. (laughs) But... But he was an Alien Nation, great TV series. I don't know if you remember that. It's probably a little too much for you. Um, then he did Hot Shots, but he was in Last Boy Scouts. He was a big character in Last Boy Scouts. Incredible movie. Incredible movie. He was also Wagons East, I think, was John Candy's last movie. No, I thought Canadian Bacon was. Was it? I don't know. Wagons East. He was in Wagons East, which was really good. I remember from that. But then he did Flash Fire, The Quest, and Glimmer Man uh, in 95 and 96. What a fucking year. Like, that is, if anything's ever been a Navy SEAL, that is. Well, so he played a Navy, an ex-Navy SEAL diver trainer in Shark Attack 3. He played an ex-Navy SEAL diver trainer in Entourage. I feel like everything he's ever done, he was an ex-Navy SEAL. Absolutely. He was in an episode of X-Files, and he was the captain, and he was an ex-Navy SEAL on that, too. Yeah, incredible actor. Um, He probably is a Navy SEAL in real life. I mean, he was in Gods and Generals. I mean, he's been in everything. So, I would say when you talk about Shark Attack 3 and you break it down that it's probably it's probably overall the worst movie we're ever going to cover <laughs> but it's a must watch it's an absolute must watch and if you looked at the director no i can't imagine the guy who put this together <laughs> so the guy who directed this His name is David Worth. Do you want to know? Do you want me to read his director? Like everything? Yeah. Honestly, he's incredible. I don't know how he did this. Um, He directed everything I've never heard of. And then all of a sudden he does Kickboxer. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, he directed the worst things I've ever seen. And then he does Kickboxer. He also does Shark Attack (laughs) 2. So they brought him back for 3. Yeah, they brought him back for 3. That's it. I think... Can you think of another movie to where all the audio is ADR after the filming? No, this is the worst audio I've ever heard in the movie. Um, This guy is also director of photography in Bloodsport. Damn, so he has a pretty good career. Yeah, he knows everything. He was director of photography in Lady Dragon, True Vengeance. Um, yeah, he's done... Oh, 
He directed Raptor Island with Lorenzo Lamas, who was in Renegade. Damn it. So, to trace him back, if you want to do the separation, Lorenzo Lamas was a, a, a Renegade. He was in the show Renegade with a biker, but he's also in this movie Snake Eater as a biker that murdered people. And they did Snake Eaters 1, 2, and 3. And Bam Bam Bigelow was in Snake Eaters 3. And Bam Bam Bigelow beat the shit out of somebody and said he was going to skull fuck him in 1985. So that was the first ever skull fucking. <laughs> so we can relate Shark Attack 3 to skull fucking. Yeah, overall, I think I would give Shark Attack 3 8 out of 10 beers. I agree. It is It is terribly done. It is, like I said, the only movie with no actual audio. There's no audio, and it I plays... Literally half of the movie is National Geographic scenes or the first ever Shark Week scenes. Yeah, it also has the most random scenes of all time. The the chick with the mask, the, the church scene. But for all the negatives of this movie, there are four or five scenes that are must watch. Absolutely. And it'll change your life. I feel Which, like we should have put a disclaimer at the beginning to let you know that you need to watch it before you listen to us talk about it because to watch it with, without knowing what's going on is just amazing. It's, all, it's So should we go back and record a disclaimer at the first of the Yeah, movie? I think I might have to do that. All right. We should keep this in there, though, so everybody knows that yeah. we did it. But do you think that – so honestly, I believe that this movie was a director – who really liked Jaws and Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. And decided to go, you know what? We're going to do a spring break movie where a 60-foot shark eats all the stuff. Is this the biggest shark in any movie? Has to be. I've seen the Meg. I've seen the new... Honestly, as an expert, I'm a shark expert, um, and we know... You know, me marine biology, like I know a lot of that. And as a go-to guy in the podcast um, for those type of things, um, I've probably seen about 121 shark movies, I think my count is. And I think this is the biggest shark in any movie I've ever seen. It doesn't kill the most people, but it is the biggest shark in any movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. And it would have killed a hell of a lot more people, but, you know, they were trying to take fiber optics to Africa, and there's no people along the that route to Africa, So except for the yacht, you know. So it was following that. If they would have done something near the shore, honestly, the Megalodon may have got in Mexico. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you rate it? Um, I'm giving it eight and a half beers. Um, just because it's just an important movie to me and I believe in it. And I think that people shit on movies that don't have this type of production <laughs> uh, or that, that have this type of production. It's eight and a half beers. Um, great movie. Good politics in the movie. Um, deaths, titties, ass man. 
fucking ain't right. Changed my life. What do you yeah. say? Get home and eat your pussy. I mean, one liners in this movie are incredible. And I've never heard a better pickup line in the history of the world. No, no one will ever beat this line unless if one of us, one of us two go, What do you say? I take your home and eat your pussy and go do it and film it and send it to the other. Yeah. And not a lot. I, I've seen a million movies and I don't have many memories like the memory I have of watching this for the first time. Absolutely. I mean, would you say that we've probably seen almost every movie ever? Yeah, I, I would say that for sure. I More mean, than anybody who's listening, I would say oh, that. Yeah, I mean, on possible occasions, we just rented random movies and watched them. Five for five. Most of our listeners are idiots when it comes to movies, so... Yeah, but not a lot of movies I watch, I have a memory of the first time I've ever seen it. And this one, it's, I don't know, it's unthinkable how good this is. Yeah, I agree. So there it is, Shark Attack 3. I hope you watch it and enjoyed us talking about it. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, um... We got Facebook's on the way. Yeah, I got a Facebook page coming. Um, and uh, if you have any movie ideas, we we have a long list. So if you have a recommendation, I don't know when we're gonna get to it, but just let us know. You know, yeah. at some point. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Peace.